You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Welcome back to our Bad Batch recaps here on For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. It is Don, Connor, and Andrew back once again to talk about the Bad Batch. We start off a new story arc this week with the episode The Crossing. And uh, Connor's actually here in uh, a full appearance this time, not making a, a last second cameo at the end of the episode. Indeed. Yep. Yeah. Post, uh, post-Super Bowl. Plus he's, he's back and he's... Ready to go to talk the batch. One thing I really did enjoy about this week's episode was the fact that, like I said, it started the beginning of a new arc. Like it felt very Clone Wars. Like the two parter episodes we've had this season have been really nice, but they've been like airing at the same time. So to see an arc start one week and then continue on uh, in the following weeks, it feels nice because the story, the, yeah, like the episodes. Said feel very like standalone this season so to see it continue onwards into the next episodes really excite me and get get me excited that we started stuff in this week that's going to factor into next what we're yeah next week and what we're going to be seeing no no again to keep it short i think online fandom has really really ruined people's perception of stories and patience my thing is patience i feel like the like very much the filler to me is a new term for an episode of a show that they don't like it's like filler and cameo like everyone says cameos were in mandalorian season two i didn't know supporting characters who helped manda who helped din jaren's journey were cameos all of a sudden like what the fuck are you talking about like the definition of a cameo is like dr amazon and panda baba in is if i showed up or you at the end of the last week yeah yeah for 10 minutes yeah exactly like it's yeah cameo is not a guest spot for like a whole episode a couple weeks ago people called gunji a cameo i don't know i'm saying if they like People have forgotten what called, guest star means. Yeah. Yeah. If they called Sender Chuchi last week a cameo, I'm like, she was literally the main character of the arc. So, like, yeah, yeah it's like literally the plot revolved around her for the most around part. Around her. Ding my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... But yeah, it's just to lay two cents in. It's it's very much kind of a thing because you said before we went on air briefly, Connor, that it's like it's very analogous to trying to like put turn story and art into kind of like stats. Uh, and, and sports that, and that kind of thing like like very very much statistics can't. yeah kind of like sports and it doesn't because art is driven a lot more on like feelings and, and a lot more of stuff to how stars is and i think reducing uh guest appearances down to cameos or like trying to say oh this was filler because it didn't seem to advance the main overarching mega narrative of the show and it, oftentimes I've, people who make those kind of criticism though not everyone not everyone, people make them in good faith, but some people who, who throw out the filler thing for, for some episodes, you know, they're kind of like, they don't really apply it properly. Because this, even going by like the, the standards of, oh, this didn't advance the main plot, it, it actually does. Like, literally, there is a huge development within the first five minutes of this story, like, that 
alters the whole thing, and it doesn't even get rectified by the end. No, that would be filler. But to um, to start off the episode, our discussion yeah. with the episode, the fact that they stole the ship in the first like five minutes of it, for me at least, was yeah. really. I have my theories about who that is. Yeah, and I don't I know was... if this was because, like, I don't know if you guys have ever had this thought before this episode but like i never thought at all that anything that would happen to the batch would involve like oh yeah their ship's gonna get stolen like i never thought their ship would get stolen ever blown up probably yeah stolen stolen no. is, i mean because we've seen like the falcon get stolen in some of the star wars comics before but like the marauder getting stolen that was that was interesting to me and I like how they started off. And of course, in my mind, I was like, okay, so they're they're mining Ipsium. And the whole time I'm like, collapse coaxium, maybe? But it's like, no, it, it, it's something new. Um, there's always got to be explosive uh, explosive uh power sources in Star Wars. Um, but the like the weird bandit steals the uh the marauder, and I was like, is it gonna happen? Because at first I was like, he's gonna blow the ship up. But then, no, no, he just straight up steals it, and we lost Don. So hopefully, he comes back soon. We lost Don the way the same way the <clears throat> the yeah. same way the batch the batch lost, lost the Marauder, yeah. Um, and then we just see him take off with it. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, they're gonna get the ship back at the end of the episode. But then they don't. Same. And I'm assuming they're gonna get it back next week. But Either like next week or maybe the week after. That's just oh, my um Don's back from being stolen by the guy that stole the Marauder. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I was very surprised. I literally five minutes have just have I have just been it's been time warp for me. I've literally it's just been like freezing, like nothing like you wouldn't believe. Uh are you guys were you guys just talking about the Marauder? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay yeah return of the web everything is <laughs> right dying so right now yeah it's happening again sound, everything's going wrong <laughs> yeah okay good okay so if we're talking about the marauder i'm getting into that i really liked um i really like i think it's interesting that that person who stole the marauder we don't see them and I think this is why we're probably going to see this come back because we don't I saw see some their face. There's been some discussion of oh, we don't see their face, and I think because because yeah. uh, it'd be very easy to assume that they just never get the Marauder back because that would be an, a it would make sense as a plot point. It's a huge galaxy, you know. People come along and and steal shit. You know, it happened to Han Solo, uh, and we've never even met the people who did that. But the fact that it's this individual and they're masked, we never see them. I feel like this is going to come back. I feel like we're going to find out who stole the Marauder. Um, maybe Rec Rec uh, X, sorry, Rex and Echo find this person or something. Or like maybe even Crosshair finds them. It'd be very interesting to explore. Do you guys have any theories about who you think it might be? When I first saw the like Bandit, I thought it was Hondo. But I don't think it's actually Hondo. I think they would have like made Same. it more obvious that it was hondo so that would be um, funny though that would be yeah. really freaking so funny. my brother had it would be really funny i almost thought it was cartoony i i know it's <gasps> not hondo because it's it's too young it's clearly a teenager it's not cartoony because 
they ha this person has hair and they don't have the they don't have the tendrils because she's a Thelothian. So my brother had a really interesting theory. Um, his theory was that he thinks it's Afra, and I wasn't sure about Ooh. that. But then I looked at the model. She it's she's got the goggles. It's 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 definitely a woman. Uh, a I... woman. She's got the goggles. The boots are very very similar to the to the models I've seen of Afra in the comics. And, if maybe and the, if the you toys. said this maybe like four or five years ago, I would be down. But like with I just don't. I don't know. I could be wrong. I just don't see the creators of this show making that deep of a poll. Do I don't know? Yeah, but like, I, I, does the timeline line up? Like, how old would she be at? The well, time if she's back? if she's a kid, I think it would make sense. I'm not sure. It all depends on like like I don't know how old Afra is. I know she's. I think she's at least in her thirties by the time of the original trilogy. So she could very easily just be like a like in her mid to late teens. She kind of looks like she whoever it is, they look like they're early teens. But I I think Afra is a strong possibility based off the hair. The hair length is kind of similar. The goggles are there, the boots. It 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 kind of lines up and I could see this being a natural point to introduce Afra she was for people born who haven't read the BBY comics. As of now. Unless that gets changed. So that down would the make line. Right, she would be so six. yeah, she would be six. Right, yeah. it does look quite no young, way. but I think that's probably like, yeah. It could I don't probably see, be. Some, I don't see a six-year-old being super capable of stealing a ship. But again, this yeah, is Star like, Wars. People yeah, have done freaky things. Star Wars. Well, we talked about Jabo Hood. That dude was like reprogramming droids. But yeah, yes. J what that's if it's Jabo Hood? Ah, oh, what a callback. That would be a pull and a half. Guy, that would be a pull and a half. That would be a pull. The dude never had to stay on Iago, to be fair. Like he could have he he was free to leave whenever. I could I see him. It's just some I random guy. Bring him yeah. back. Or, or like they, new character. They pull a character, new back character they haven't used in yeah. 15 years and just bring him back for for this, but I don't think that's happening. Um there's so, a precedent. There's a precedent on the bad batch, but yeah. There is, yeah. Um, but we see them trying to find a shelter try to find a place to uh go to to get a new ship and uh they end up uh getting trapped in in the lion king because these herd of space wildebeests start uh stampeding yeah. and this was very much like straight out of the lion king which i liked but they were trying to not absolutely uh, trying to not blow up the ipsium because oh it's gonna explode and then wrecker almost gets crushed to death by them at one point and then they eventually get stuck in uh well there was a storm wasn't there and then they there was they try yeah, to take shelter like a... in another mine and then the ipsium blows up and they get uh trapped in there and at that point yeah, i was kind of like, like a hmm yeah at that point i was like Oh god, it's happening again. I'm like, it's another episode where they're stuck in a cave and they have to get out and then they gotta find something. I'm like, this is this is like the third or fourth time. But thankfully the episode went in a different direction because while they were stuck, that wasn't the crux of the episode, which I, I did enjoy. Um but the crux yeah, of no. it was dealing with the, the emotional we fall. Thought briefly yeah. About... yeah. Yeah, oh it's exactly and that's what meant, like this is because we as much as we liked how the the last two part are really 
just got all these seismic developments on the, the main cast. Having another episode where you can really sit with the ramifications of what happened, or the fact that they no longer have Echo, uh, it's really good. Because like, there's obviously Omega who's really upset about it. Like, she's she's upset because it's the first time she's had to sort of deal with the fact that this is just as much a squad as it is a family. Uh, but you've also got Echo and you've also got Tech and Wrecker who are bickering the whole time before they get trapped, and you kind of get the sense that they're also missing Echo, because Echo would normally be the one to kind of break up the fighting, keep them focused, and because he's not there, they do kind of descend into some bickering, and that leads to the cave-in. You know, like, uh, Wrecker loses the ship, uh, Tech winds up taking the Ipsium instead of Wrecker in a moment of frustration, and then he drops the Ipsium, and, Re and then Wrecker just leaves it instead, because he focuses on getting tech, which is the right move, but it also leads yeah. to them getting caved in. It's just it's a, it's just a series of decisions that just kind of keep the through li emotional through line going. Echo is gone, and, and the, the thing, Bats are all dealing with and that. I, I uh, like how the the explosiveness of the Ipsium kind of also represents the, the tension building up in the Batch, mainly with Omega, who, by yeah. the way, we, we promised we weren't going to do this. That thumbnail going around that Omega is annoying, go fuck yourself. Talk about not knowing what the episode was about and the point of the episode. But that's just for me. Let's get on with it. Caven, they're caved I in. Did, I didn't know the that existed. Also, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Andrew. Detail about that I just that I just realized like connects to this is like it really showed th this little detail, this little interaction. I can't speak. I say this almost every episode, but I just can't. I always trip up on it. Always. Uh, the one little interaction where. Omega's trying to call for Echo, and you know she he, oh. she calls him by his call sign at first, and this is Echo. Oh, are you there? Yeah. And then she's like, obviously, you can tell in her voice and in her face, she's she's pretty like worried and distraught. And like, I think it, I think it was either Hunter or was it Hunter? I think it, it was, might have been it Hunter. It was Tech that said that his his like, uh, oh he's on a deactivated. You know, the signal's deactivated. Mission. He's on a different mission, and it like really shows. Where the squat, where the bad batch, um, mental state is at, concerning Echo as opposed to Omega, it's like mm -hmm. super exactly. clear in that little moment, and it's even furthered in the actual cave-in when she's Can we just, just like oh. bring up the fact that Echo's call sign is Havoc Five. I thought it was Havoc I, Four. It's Five. Oh, it is. Okay, Five was just like Fives. Ah, Bye. It got me. It got me. I um, hate it here. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say as well that, like, this is actually a really important episode for I'm Omega not even because... attached to the clones, and that still hurt. Mm -hmm. It really does. It really soldiers follow orders. But I was going to What I was... Yeah. Ah! Uh, but what I was going to say about Omega was that, you know, this is this is an important story for her because for as, as mature, emotionally mature as she has been in the series, she is still a child. And we're seeing her dealing with the loss of effectively a big brother, a family member, because that's how she looks at the Bad Batch. And it's kind of, as I think I said, like last week, this is kind of, it's kind of revealing this somewhat of this difficult arc that Omega is sort of going to have to come to terms with that like because she has definitely 
changed the batch for the better because when we first uh our adventures with them like back in the seventh season of the clone wars they were all very arch they were very stock character types to the point where mm. we were all like mm, did they really need a show to themselves they don't, they don't seem very like capable of growth uh, of like dimension and then omega gets dropped in the middle of this and we she has brought out all these different sides to the characters uh even in even in crosshair uh so to see that so, but but the consequence of that is also that the the batch are going to start going in different directions because they're starting to realize their purpose is beyond fighting and that is going to take them that is going to yep. spread them apart eventually because that is what happens with with people discovering their interests discovering what they feel their purpose is you know they the, people do sometimes drift apart it doesn't mean they're gone but they they will get further apart. They won't always be a tight knit family unit. And that's something that Omega is struggling with. And yeah, that's where we go into what into tech because tech is deal tech tech is have is he's dealing with it a lot more pragmatically. Yeah. He is, but he's trying to deal with it more pragmatically. He and, and just the, he's perfectly... the way we get to the core of it in this episode yeah. is just wonderful. Cause it's like there's I, that little uh... I have so many good things to say about the tech stuff. I just oh, I have so many good things. Yeah, like because he's ahead. his logic makes perfect sense. Like when he when he says, "Oh, that you know, we were here. You know, we, the, this squad was here for Echo. It will be thereafter." That that makes sense. That there's there's a logical basis for that, and he doesn't need to all factor in yeah. how that impacts Omega emotionally. And it's not even said with malice. No, uh, but he but does yeah, say it like he has Omega. that like tech bluntness to it to it when he says yes. it, and then of course yeah. Omega's like, "I I need to be alone." And Hunter's just like, yo, what the f or Wrecker and Hunter are like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you need to talk to the kid. Cause they just like act on like it's nothing. And as they're trying to get the boulders away, they're both just like, you need to go talk to the kid. And she's like, well, she said she wanted yeah. to be alone. And like you just see those I was merely stating the tidbits. truth. Exactly. Yeah. It's you see those little, like, there's no malice about that. No. Tech has never been my favorite of the group, but this week he uh He's getting up there, like, cause I, yeah. I, like I said on Twitter, when we'll get to the scenes, I felt so seen during these little Same. moments, yeah. Um, which we will get into when we get to the 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 big conversation with Omega, but it it, it got me right here. But I I do want to uh, go to a, a a tweet or a response to a a, a tweet that I uh, posted last night. Because someone was talking about uh, how the, the discourse surrounding, oh, is Omega's character annoying in this one? When it's like she's just mad and she's mad for a good reason because she's trying to take everything. And I, I said, I interpreted the episode as Omega being a stand-in for the viewers. Frustrated that Echo's gone and that the Batch didn't go with him. Big reason why the combo with Tech had so much weight. To say that was annoying when it's arguably the most relatable character in the episode is way off base. And I agree with that still, because I think she's supposed to be a stand-in of, we're like, okay, why aren't the Batch going with Echo? Why is this episode up to this point just a normal Batch adventure? Oh, they got to go get another thing for Sid. And Omega's like, we, you know, she's starting to be like Echo. Like, we should be doing more. Why aren't we with Echo? Why did you just let Echo leave? And they're all just, like, trying yeah. to deal with it in their own way. Where... Tech, I'm sure, isn't the only one that just has his own, like, armor or protective shield around him of how he's actually dealing with his emotions. 
But like Tech said, they had to deal with Crosshair leaving. They had to deal with Echo leaving. And they were soldiers. They were bred to deal with this and adapt. And they've had to lose so many brothers over the years. So they're obviously better at hiding their emotions than Omega is, who wasn't bred to be a soldier. And this is all new to her. And this is the first time that she's really lost a family member. So to there's so much like complexity in the emotional moments and the conversations in this episode to where it's yes it is very character focused and uh, but it, it the weight and it just means so much uh in almost every conversation in this episode uh that i think it's definitely not it's first it's definitely not filler and it's definitely not a skippable episode uh because it just it's gonna matter so much more uh to where if what I think is happening uh, after uh, or at the end of next week, I think it's going to mean so much more, especially something that we had at the end of this episode. Yeah. I think, I think we're we're reaching a boiling point. I think something big's going to happen at the end of next week. But yeah, something's going to give. For yeah, sure. something is going to give. But we do see Omega just going her own way. She comes across another, uh, like area or another part of the cave where there's just a whole bunch of ipsium and i don't know why but when i saw it and i saw how like shiny it was my mind immediately went to did omega just find a kyber crystal and i was like are yeah. all the omega force sensitive <laughs> yeah. like rumors like or, or theories it's like is she gonna no, I was like, is she gonna build a saber with the little Ipsium yeah. thing? I'm like, no. But then I figured out, like, yeah, no, it's Ipsium. I'm just a freaking idiot. My mind is just Jedi obsessed and automatically goes to. Oh, my mind! My mind went there too. So I, I, yeah, I understand like why you why you went there, Andrew, for sure, because I did as well. But it's, I'm it's like, definitely what, um, what a plot twist of like, I, was I the only one? Left? Oh, Omega comes back with a <laughs> freaking lightsaber, and they're like, uh, go ahead. I found this. I found this really cool thing. Look, it's a laser sword. <laughs> was I the only one who was a bit concerned about Omega and Tech like mining the Ipsium from this place? Because like, we we got that stuff at the start about how you know that was Sid's mine at the start, but then they go into a mm -hmm. different one, and it's like that belongs to someone. So I almost wonder if we're going to see some consequences of that. You know, just as like a another detail. But like you said about like boiling point. And, you know, we kind of see as a recurring element throughout this this episode of like, you know, working with Sid, it's not really working for the batch, really, because, mm -hmm. you know, they go to this place. Sid clearly got conned into buying a, a shitty mine that's got barely any Ipsium in it. And we see that, like, you know, there's other mines around that have bountiful supplies of the mineral. Uh, and then we get towards the end when, like, they're, they, they need passage off and Sid is the complete opposite of helpful like i'd be even surprised if she winds up sending help to get them but um no. it's very much sending the message that sid is untrustworthy sid is is a problem for the batch because you know they can't really trust her because she has she has her own interests and she doesn't make great business decisions you know she's she's kind of a screw up in a lot of ways and i feel like this is not only going to bite her in the rear like when it as we get to the climax, but it's definitely going to impact the batch. It, and it already and is impacting the batch. As we saw last week, it's like 
the missions that she's sending them on are already starting to become few and far between. Because we saw last week they were just waiting for Sid to give them a mission. And that's why they were so excited and so ready to go when Rex contacted yeah. them. So now it's like, oh, they finally send the, the batch on something. We don't know how much time has passed since the uh, the Echo situation happened. And to see that she just goes, eh, I'll get to you in a couple days. Or originally, was, I can't help you. And then she hangs up on him immediately. I... I'll yeah, just get to it right now. Yeah. I'll get to it right yeah. now. I, I think I think they dip next week. Whether that's going back to Echo or whether that's we're gonna go on our own for the time being, I think next week they say, Nope, we're done. Uh and then maybe that leads to Sid uh doing what we maybe thought she was gonna do, and she uh, alerts the Empire that hey, Clone Force ninety nine, they they're they're still alive. Rampart was hiding this shit, uh, or or not. But I just think that the the era of of Sid being a part of the batch is 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 almost over. This is maybe just me, like trying to manifest it into existence because I'm so done with Sid. <laughs> but Bro, yeah, I you and a lot of other people, yeah. They're just so like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, and I just yeah. they know that they can be doing so much more. Omega knows it. Echo was the only one that acted on it as of now. But I gotta imagine that Hunter and Wrecker are and, and like tech was like See, Tech before this week seemed the most like, oh, you know, we're working for Sid. Like, this is what we're doing now. But now it's like now that we know that, like, we got those layers out, that he's, like, kind of where Omega is right now as well. So, yeah, I love how Hunter he's like, record, like, yeah, you owe us without push. saying it outright. Like, yeah. how, I love how we mentioned Roland Durand, and I'm like, he's like, oh, yeah, remember when we did this Roland Durand? And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I sure don't. Yeah, I'm like that was the worst episode of season one. Why are you bringing yeah, that up again? Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't remind they, us. I don't tech. care. They don't brought it up. I was just one. like, I don't remember. But like, also, it drives home the point that like we've scratched your back for a bit, Sid. Mm -hmm. Help. We need yeah. you. Yeah, to and how she responds? She. We're going like, on almost two yeah, full she seasons. Just, she just gives this. Yeah. And she just gives tech jip for it, and then she just hangs up when they try and press the issue. You know, she's she doesn't really she doesn't she doesn't really abide by the same kind of like code of honor that the bad batch that the batch are actually like following at the moment. They they're following kind of a code of like, oh well, you know, let's abide by the terms of the deal we're making. Kind of like you know how Mando often operates, but Sid is clearly just Sid. Sid's clearly untrustworthy. Uh, yeah, um, I, I just remembered something just horrifying and, and upsetting. So last week, we got Gonky back, finally. And then this week, the Marauder gets stolen, so he's gone again. Guys. Gonky. Gonky, I need you to take out that, that bandit and bring the ship back to this, this planet. I do want to point out that the look of this planet, the western field, especially when you and the get music. to... Yeah, the, the music and when you get to the abandoned Fantastic. town. Oh, great so design. strong Western vibes. I loved it. Exactly. It, yeah. felt, it felt really awesome. Someone said it looked like it one of the It felt kind of like it was seen. signaling. 
It felt like it was Somewhere. signaling a new kind of beginning in a way. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, this is a new a new beginning and, and, and a new, like, this is where we see a, a new place for the batch to to really begin and when they really start to find their their own purpose. Someone pointed out on Twitter that this planet looks a lot like one of the planets we've seen in the, the trailers for Jedi Survivor. So if this is another connection... Uh, I don't I, see it being Kobo. I mean, we got Braca in uh, season one. Yeah, but so that was after the game. That was after out. the game came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. But I Don know, mentioned. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't look Don like mentioned Kobo. that uh, faster being changed from pod racing to riot racing makes him convinced that we're going to get a riot racing game. So. They deprived us of Ben Quaginero's. A, uh, a, a respawn made Riot Racing game? That sounds I think that nice. Because you... S- or you like, know yeah. another developer does and Yeah. It does sound really nice. The, I mean, uh, maybe the people that are making okay. Hunters will make it when Hunters releases in 2029. There is other game development that we... I always forget about Hunters. Yeah. I really do. Um, yeah, but I think that, let's that's just still get... supposed to be coming out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That was <laughs> we shall see. It's getting delayed more times than uh, Lego Skywalker Saga was. We shall see. Um, but I think let's get into the uh, the big moment of the episode now, and and what we're really here to talk about is this tech Absolutely. and omega scene. Um, just the line of. Just I, I have difficulty. Just because I have difficulty showing my own emotions doesn't mean I may that process I don't moments yeah. and thoughts differently, but it does not mean I feel any any less than you. Yep, perfect line, absolutely perfect. It's a mm-hmm. yeah, neurodivergent tech confirmed. Yep. That's now a uh, pretty much. Yeah, like, pretty I, much is is confirmed as it can get. Like without stopping yeah, the episode dead in their tracks and being yeah. like. This character is autistic or uh, autism coded. It's like you, you can't do that. Yeah. But yeah, this was just it, it was just them as clear as it could could be, and yeah. it meant so much to me because both Don and myself are on the autism spectrum. Uh, yeah. So to see a character in a Star Wars show be like, "Hey, I'm like you." I have these moments where in social situations I'm not the best or I can't process certain cues and my emotions are a, a bit clouded or I have trouble expressing myself. And obviously everyone who is neurodivergent deals with things in different ways and, and we don't have the exact same difficulties yeah. all the time. It's, it, it is a spectrum after all. It is yeah. a spectrum after all. Like I don't have a lot of the same stuff that, that tech does. But to see this... And just have it just as clear as day, just tech talking this through with Omega. And Omega for Omega to have like a greater understanding of what who tech is, how tech's mind works, what he's going through, it got me. It was a very important conversation to have. And I had a smile on my face the whole time because I'm like, oh my god, this is like because because there's always been those like, oh, tech is autism coded conversations in the fandom. 
and and we I'm had it always... during our conversation about faster yeah yeah it's like everyone has always said that about tech but they haven't like fully touched upon it so to have it like clear as day right here it got me i was like it it, it just meant a lot as a neurodivergent member of the fandom yeah they're like hey i feel seen i feel represented and now tech is he's one of my guys now um i i I would grab my my Lego tech over there, but there's Same. a monitor block in it, and I'd knock over literally everything on my desk. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> but it really um, – we've had enough broken Legos on my end on this show uh, it, uh, to last a lifetime. Um, but, no, it got me. And I am just so grateful for the writers and the, the people behind this show for – making the bold choice and the very clear as day choice of making tech canon neurodivergent because i'm sure there's other characters in the canon that are but this is like clear as day the most like yeah. important one that we've had and and, and the one that's going to be seen by the most people uh yeah and it's just, i, it's I completely agree with everything yeah it is it is I completely agree. Oddly enough, I'm having trouble expressing my emotions about this right now. So if you want to <laughs> take the floor, Don, go no, right ahead. You said it. You said it perfectly. I agree with everything you said uh, about it because it's just like you know. We, we, I'm sure there probably are characters within Star Wars uh, who are coded neurodivergent, like Tech was, but you know it's few and far between. And we've had so much representation uh, in Star Wars in the last since the disney purchase uh you know we've had we've had characters of different races different sexualities you know we were talking about afra afra was one of the first queer coded characters well first queer characters uh, in a star wars comic that we were exploring in the modern modern era but we've not really seen a lot of um we've, we've not seen any neurodivergent characters in in most of the comics uh or the games or even or the films or the shows so it's it's just it's a really it's it's great on its own that they that they've taken the step of you know all but just flat out saying yes tech is tech is on the autism spectrum he's neurodivergent confirmed but it was the fact that the writers handled it with care yeah. that it was made an organic part of the story it was made an organic part of the conversation with omega and you know tech isn't judged for uh reading it wrong he goes he goes and apologizes to omega but also he he helps try to help omega understand that his brain is just it's it's wired differently to hers he he expresses he processes and experiences things in a different way and it's a great meta metaphor as well yeah, for the fact omega, that tech through his experience like, yeah through his experiences yeah. he he is processing this the loss of echo much differently to her not just because he's not just because his he's a his, soldier he processes because... emotions yeah. yeah, because he's also a soldier as well. He's got that whole life experience. He has been through so much more loss than Omega, and he's had to kind of deal with it in that way. But the fact that he is adaptable as well, I said about it during the faster recap that we did, I just love that he's been shown to be so adaptable because it, it means he doesn't fall into the stock type. Because it would be very easy for him to like be be like a, you know, I don't know, a Sheldon Cooper where he, you know, he's not only like, 
unaware of people's emotions he's kind of like he's grossly insensitive and he also has these weird weird routines that he has to he has to he has to do all the time and it's like yes that's how it works for some autistic people for some people on the spectrum not always you know it's it's not a catch-all thing it's a spectrum it, it, you know there's so many different permutations of mm -hmm. Of, of neurodivergency and the fact that tech is shown to to actually be adaptable to be so to be able to to deal with this loss to an extent and to be able to actually provide some comfort to someone else eventually yeah. when he realizes the distress she's going through it's just it's really nice it, it you know yeah. they they used it to deepen the characters deepen our understanding of the characters you know develop bonds between characters and it's just like you know again we said this like we said this at the start it's so great this is the third episode where we have seen some great development for tech tech was practically ignored through all of season one aside from exposition and to see him get this development and to have this kind of representation through him it's it's great i i could honestly yeah. talk for hours I, about i it. love it's, that it's tech's getting this development and like you said it didn't feel quote-unquote forced or anything it was Nope. It was the crux of the conversation. It's like, you're mad at me. This is why I'm processing this differently. Here's how you can get a better understanding. And then I feel like Omega and Tech grew closer as a result, especially at the end when Omega mimics Tech and, and just parrots his, his his line of, you know, we'll get through this. Yeah. We always do, which I love that. Um, But I just want to say, I haven't, scoured the uh the cesspool of of the star wars fandom to see if people have been saying this yet but i'll tell you what if i see one person saying that this is woke or star or disney star wars pandering again you're blocked on the spot and i'm going scorcher of Daniel. that's just that's Absolutely. just how it is because nah. i it's just this is not it's not them going woke it's not trying to be diverse it's people like this exist in the real world yeah. and i can't tell you how many people i've seen on twitter that have have pointed out how much this meant to them so if you're yeah. again gonna say that representation doesn't matter go fuck yourself because it does and that's just that's just because the whole point all i'm gonna say on this i don't want to yeah just like be like oh this is important to me i don't want to like get on a, a pedestal here or anything but it's just like again for for people to say it doesn't matter you're 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 goddamn out of your mind and that's just all i have to say on oh absolutely I'm, I, I'm done yeah go right ahead yeah the one thing i will add on to that is that you know the whole point about like star wars the whole thing that drew people into star wars and made it so exciting and uh, such an amazing story is that despite all the weirdness, despite all the weird aliens and like strange narrative tra tra uh, digressions that seem to happen, this this world found a way to connect with people. And they did that mm -hmm. by having characters who you, you could relate to. Like Han Solo was massive, was such a popular character because people could relate to him. He felt like a like a regular guy or at least a approx Hollywood approximation of a regular guy had just walked in off off out of the into the into the film and was like yeah you know what i'm just kind of like i'm just a chill guy i'm not a yeah. wizard i'm not a i'm not a, a you know a politician i'm just a regular guy like you and this is actually kind of a fun place and george so lucas just said that you know that like the yeah, thing yeah. that made the universe work 
was they had all these wild outlandish elements and all these different species, but they just treated it like it was normal. And like, that's just how it is here. And because of that, exactly. Boom. It worked. You don't have to and stop and be like, Whoa, here. that's a big hairy wookie thing. What is that? So cre creepy and crazy. It's like, well, that's like yeah, a exactly. giant dog thing. <laughs> like they, exactly. they don't do that. They, so like, again, to say that this yeah. is outlandish. Cause it's like it, the fit. whole, no. Go right ahead. Yeah, no, it's it's so I can't stand it. But again, I, I loved this scene. It was such a Yeah, no Yeah, same it, because it, it was it was one of my favorite scenes of the yeah, whole Yeah, there was season. some there was some uh stuff there. Same. Yeah, no, it absolutely it was just... I, I I love it because you know mm. the only thing I will say is that yeah, it, it it's it's made the universe it, it yeah. Uh, I lost my point for a second because everything went like whappy at my end, signal-wise. But all I was going to add on was that, yeah, all this does is it it helps connect us more to the characters. It helps us, you know, it makes people like you and me, Andrew, uh, who are on the spectrum, you know, we feel seen and we feel we can relate to Tech. Because we both said Tech wasn't even a character that was high on our lists among the batch. He was mm -hmm. kind of middle for me. But I relate to him so much more as a character, especially now that that element of him that has been speculated about is explicit. I, I have a connection point. And oftentimes, you know, that's what you need to connect to a character. It is, yeah, it's not being woke. It's it's finding a way to connect to yeah. to people who feel seen in Star Give Wars. A character Just like it was with Finn. Just like it was with Rey. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. We're still building these characters. And like... Again, Omega is probably my favorite of the group. So to have her have that development through tech and also just to have them share that moment together in the middle of this, like, oh, we just almost died because we just got swept away in this in this uh, current, in, in, in this river in, in the cave. It, it really worked. And it, it was such a great moment. Uh, everything, just the the lighting of the scene, ev everything was great. And then it had that little levity of comedy at the end. The Ipium was great. Ah, falling down the waterfall, which was just, <laughs> I, I loved it. That clip I've seen several oh. times now. Um, and oh. then they, after that, they, they get out of the cave. They're able also, to the record just lugging huge boulders out of the way. Yeah. That was great. They're able to use the Ipsium tech just very precisely shoots it so they get out of the cave. They go go to find that town that they were trying to get to at the beginning of the episode, and it's abandoned. And then that's when we get the conversation with Sid. She's like, yeah, I'll get to you in a few days, hangs up on him. So I'm assuming next week the Batch are going to get out of this on their own. Uh, they'll find the Marauder, and Sid will go bye-bye is, 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 is my hope. Um, but it would, like I think Don said earlier, it would be cool if Crosshair shows up again, or if Echo and Rex factor into it somehow. Because my little my little guy Crosshair is only showing up once this season, uh, and it's been a couple weeks. So how I, wild is that? It's a, I need you back. Yeah, I need you back, my uh, yeah, my hot voiced brother. Um, just get get back in the group, please. I would be fine um, with them. Yeah, I would be fine with them missing the the ship for like a few episodes, even because like that, it's an interesting yeah. plight. For it them would be to a be nice facing. change of pace. I do it's like have they've lost one... their home. 
Before we wrap things up, I do have one big question because there's been a lot of teases of members of the batch getting in like big danger this season. And, and, and we've, we've seen Echo leave the group for the time being. Do we think a member of the group is going to die by the end of the season? No. You don't think so? I don't know. I'm not sure about I'm just season. I'm just seeing I the story one, as it unfolds. I think one of them could get killed off. Yeah. I see, I don't know cuz I thought it was I, I, if, I thought if they were going to kill die. someone it was going to be Echo. But now I don't think they're going to do that cuz he kind of already had his like character arc yeah, his departure. where he leaves the group. Yeah. And I think he'll eventually come I back and I think, think the group will eventually die. join him. No. I don't think I think Tech and Hunter I think, are think safe. Tech will die because the alt six I actually don't think Hunter's safe. I think Hunter would be a Ooh. very is a very clear choice to kill off because he's he's the father figure. He is the one who's kind of keeps them together for the most part. So to kill Hunter would be a massive shift in the story. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been leaning towards if they were gonna take someone out, we it would be either Echo or Wrecker. But again, Crosshair is also always an option, but I think that would be cheap. I think Crosshair Rekka would be lose. an instant tearjerker. Oh, 100 percent. Uh but no, I, yeah, I don't know. I think he does. I feel like Crosshair has so much more left. Yeah, no, I feel I feel I feel they're safe. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um I just really enjoyed the episode. It was a nice self-contained episode while also being a part of a larger story, not being standalone. And We'll see yeah. where this goes, and and hopefully it leads to some some big stuff happening next season. So I need to dip. So we're going to wrap things up uh, right now. Thank you all for joining us on this week's episode of our Bad Batch recaps. Technical difficulties and all. Uh, it's not a perfect ship we run here, but it'll do just fine. That's it why floats. They call it, that's why it they call it the, the Millennium. We're weathering a podcast. storm of our own here. <laughs> Exactly. We're trying to find our own version of the Marauder right now because it got stolen from us. Uh, but yeah, no, thanks for joining us. Uh, Don, if you want to let people know where they can find you. Right. So you can find me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Donovan Mead. Uh, I post Star Wars, Marvel, DC stuff on the regular. You can also find me on TikTok, I believe, at Donovan McComish. Yeah, at Donovan, at Donovan McComish, where I've just I've posted a few videos. Uh, I've you know I'm going to try and post some more. You can also find me on Instagram under the same under Donovan underscore McComish, uh, which has been a bit inactive. Uh, also, same handle on Hive, uh, and you can find me along with Connor and Andrew on SWEditorIG.com, where I write uh, and publish articles uh, about about Star Wars, and uh, we're also all part of what we call SWEF, uh, which is a series of interconnected short stories uh, and web comics uh, that uh, basically try and stay within the confines of current Star Wars canon, telling of a few characters from the Legends timeline. Uh, I have written the one story uh, that released back in June last year. It is called Scars of War. Uh, it takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith. It a clone trooper called Blister who encounters a Jedi survivor of Order 66 called Shah Kun. 
All right. Connor, how about you? It was a lot of fun to write, and uh, Jake also did. Disconnection, yes. man. It's killing us. It's killing us. But yeah, no, Scars of War, it was Yeah, this great. connection just keeps dipping. Yeah, I will finish by... Yeah, it's a really fun story. Jake did amazing artwork for it. Uh, yeah, that was... that was. I'll finish it out now. <laughs> All right, Mr. Tachiti. Oh, wow. Um, Twitter and Hive, both at Depa Banana. Oh. On Twitter, I just talk Star Wars and Philadelphia sports. Bill Birds. Go Phils. Um, Instagram, pretty much more of the same. You can find me there at ConmanJFO. Uh, I co-host also at the Nerd Academy podcast, specifically our Star Wars show called Knights of the Nerd Republic. I co-host that with Jared the Dark Jedi. We talk Star Wars there. You can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um I write Star Wars trivia questions along with that guy down there, uh, Donovan, as well as the my other co-host, Eli, from In a Galaxy Pod for uh, In a Galaxy Epic Confrontations, a Star Wars fan trivia league that I'm, a, that I'm really honored to be a part of. It's really fun writing Star Wars trivia questions. Um, you can find out – you can find our latest matches – over on the Star Wars in the Galaxy YouTube channel. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Um, and then SWEditorIG.com slash fiction. Like Don said, interconnected fan stories that keep within the Star Wars canon while also adding our own unique flavor to it. I don't have any stories published. Right now we have 19 published as of this recording. I have a few in development. I got one coming out in April. It's called The Night's Welcome. It features Cal Kestis, one of my favorite Jedi. And the short synopsis is a fateful encounter with a mysterious being leads Cal to discover secrets of the Force he once thought impossible. And that comes out sometime in April. Don't know when. All right. That I would like to do a compilation one day of just the various dates that we we've said for the release of this story, and just go two from stories, there. two yeah. It's like oh, it's coming in this day. It, yeah, it's it's different every week. Uh, but you can find it's a, it's me. It's a TikTok on, waiting to happen. Exactly. You God. can find me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Starlight Andrew. You can also follow the pod. On Twitter at For the Repub Pod and on Instagram and TikTok at For the Republic Pod. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, For the Republic Podcast. Also, you can uh, make sure you check us out Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. Uh, that'll really help us help the pod grow. Um, and yeah, just keep supporting the pod however you can. We will be back soon, uh, eventually, with our uh, coverage of the Ryloth arc. For the Clone Wars. It was supposed to be tomorrow. That's not happening anymore. It's going to happen at some point within the next week. And then we'll be back for uh, the continuation of their Batch's journey to find the Marauder uh, again next week. So until next time, see y'all later. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always.